Good afternoon. I come to you in the name of Jesus to proclaim a message concerning the sin of Sodom. The sin of Sodom. I want to quote two historians, one named George Satayana and the other Winston Churchill. George Satayana, he said, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And Winston Churchill said, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. As we look in our culture today, we have Christians that are looked at as the hate group. But why? Why is it something that the Christians know that the people don't? So time and time again, each Christian philosopher, a Christian scholar, a Christian apologetic person will put forth the claim that the Bible is the most ancient piece of writing that we have today. More accurate because of the manuscripts that surround them. Proven historically, even when people made claims against the Bible, trying to discredit it and the accuracy, they failed. Archaeology, diggings, finding, proving places that only the Bible spoken of. The example of the Bible mentioned in King David and people start being critical towards the Bible and a, a actual person that is named King David and they were trying to discredit the uh, the events and the story of King David in the Bible by saying that he never existed and there's no outside evidence that proved that King David was actually a real person. And then they go to archaeology findings that King David was an actual real person. Asher King. And it's just one example of it happening but it have happened time and time and time again. And I say that to say this, that the Bible is history. The Bible is history. And because the Bible is history, the people that don't accept the Bible as history have a problem. But because the problem is now that the history of the Bible that the Bible bear witness to say there is a God and this Bible this Bible that is history that bear witness of this God bear witness of how God responded to people in, uh, in, in humanity So now, so now we have 
a reason that the Christian, the Christian is speaking and warning people for every nation because the Christian history and the septic history, they know something and they study and they came to the knowledge and seeing that God have responded to people in a way. And I want to show you something. I want to show you something in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Paul tells us about the scriptures of old. Romans chapter 15, verse 14. Paul say this. For whatsoever things were written down or written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. The scriptures. The things that was written before time, before the time of Paul, which predated the uh, the book of Romans, was the Old Testament scriptures. Those things was written for our learning, for our instructions. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And looking at verse, starting at verse 6. And Paul was speaking about old, Old Testament scriptures as history, as examples for the Christian. And they say in verse 6, now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Paul connected something. He looked at history and seen how God responded to man concerning their sin. And he said, this is written for our example. What? God responded to them. So we shouldn't do that because God responded to them in this way because of doing that. So we look at 2 Peter. We look at 2 Peter and we look at chapter 2, verse 6. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 6 and Peter tell us this what we going to say and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them with an overthrow making them an example to those that afterward should live ungodly Why is this so important? Because Jesus tell us in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus tell us this. Excuse me, not Matthew chapter 10, but Matthew chapter 11. Excuse me, Luke chapter 17. And starting at verse 28, it say, Likewise also, as it was in the days of life, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. 
So what is the sin of Sodom? Because just like George Santayano and Winston Churchill, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And if they are doomed to repeat this action, then they are doomed to a response from God in the same like manner. And just like Paul said, because we as Christians know the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. So we're going to go to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're going to look at it in Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. And we're going to start at verse 1. Now the background of this is Abraham had had a, a, a nephew named Lot who he took up under his care and raised him up because his brother had died. So Lot and Abraham start to grow exceedingly. And their herdsmen start coming at each other and uh, they start having these arguments. Abraham and Lot, they seen this and got to him. They commune. Abraham came and commune with Lot. Look, we are brothers. Let not us fight with family. You pick right or left, whatever you go. If you go right, I go left. You go left, I go right. So in that, Lot was going to pick a plane, pick a place for him, his herdmen, his possession and all that because of how exceedingly their possessions have grew, had grown. So when you look, Genesis 13, 10 say, give us how Sodom and Gomorrah and the Jordan plane look. It say in Genesis chapter 13, verse 10, it say that it looked it like the Garden of Eden. It was beautiful. It looked it good. It had well-watered plants. It had grass. It looked it good for prosperity. It looked it good for business. It looked it good for one business. It looked it good for economy or economics. It looked good for financial growth. It looked good, good, it looked good for the job and the occupation. It looked it looked good for those things, right? The scriptures put it that way. Genesis chapter 13, verse 12 tell us a lot went there because of that. Great opportunity. But Genesis chapter 13, verse 13, tell us something about the character of the people there. It said they was exceedingly wicked before the Lord. So Lot went to an exceeding wicked place, even though it looked good. So we know that a place can look good, but the inside and the morality inside of it can be jacked up. And God is not looking at the financial gain. God is not looking at the economic prosperity. God is not looking at God looking at the character inside of the place. And if we have a viewpoint and start looking at things like this, 
Then we see things like God see it. So then, if you look at Genesis chapter 18, or Genesis chapter 14, verse 1 through 4, I look at that and see kind of judgment of God warning. But it wasn't a godly man there, or I can't say that, but it, it is seen from the scriptures when there is a person to proclaim that the judgment of God has come because of the wickedness, because this is the same picture you can see if you look at uh, the, the, the last two chapter of Second Chronicles, when the king Zedekiah did the same type of stuff when it came to King Nebuchadnezzar. And it was done because of the sin of Jerusalem. So we come down and we get to Genesis chapter 18, verse 16 through 22, and God hear the cry of this, this wickedness outgrowing and they're growing increasingly till we get up to heaven. Then we get to Genesis chapter 19, verse 1, and it's saying, There came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house. And tarry all night and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly. And they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made them a feast and did break unleavened bread and they did eat. Hebrews tell us, Hebrews tell us in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. No, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. So they unawarely, uh, they didn't know they was the showing hospitality towards angels. And in this story, you can see that this, the writer of Hebrews was looking at the examples in scriptures as what we just read. Lot didn't know these was angels. We know they were angels because we have the scriptures. But while Lot was living during this time, he didn't know they was angels. He thought they were men. So we see the character of Lot because char Lot character, he's showing hospitality. Lot knows the condition of the place that he stays at. And he is, he have that love for them and this love for the men, he wants them to come into his house for the safety. He wanted to show hospitality. Notice if you look at the life of Abraham, Abraham did sort of the same thing. So Abraham raised Lot in this godly character and it is showing through Lot at this particular period. So then they say, but before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house around both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. Know them is intimately. Let's have, they want to have sex. Notice the grossness of it. It didn't, it didn't have an age limit. 
it was old and young surrounded around this house these angels looked like men to them and they wanted to have sexual intercourse with them verse 6 say and Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and say I pray you brethren do not so wickedly behold now I have two daughters which have known no man let me I pray you bring them out unto you and do you to them as is good in your eyes only unto these men do nothing for thereby came they under the shadow of my roof and they said stand back and they said again this one fellow came in to sojourn and he would needs to be a judge now will he we deal worse with thee than with them and they pressed so upon the man even lot and came near to break the door so lot seated goes outside intercede on the behalf of the men which we know as angels and lot is pleading with them not to do this this wickedly this is wickedness and the people say something that we hear today in modern day language don't judge us this man came among us to act as a judge don't judge us that is the heart cry of a sinful heart under conviction and looking for a means looking for a means to escape to justify don't judge us that's what they said to Lot Lot just say man don't do so wickedly it is morally wrong it is unnatural but they said that Lot was acting like a judge and they wanted to do him worse than what they was going to do to the angels verse 10 they say but the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door and they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness both small and great so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the man said unto Lot, Has thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and who whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So now you see you see the eyes of Lot opening because he now understand what's going on after the angels revealed the purpose of it. Look, the Lord Yahweh God have sent us to visit this place and to visit this place to see if the outcry is as great as what we know of it. And now we know that it is and we have been sent to destroy this place. Now judgment is come. 
And I told you so. You rise up. Who relatives do you have? Anybody. Your sons-in-law, sons or daughters, your wife, whoever you have, your family member, rise. Get them. And get out this place because we are about to destroy this city. So when a person know of the judgment of God and it become a reality, then perspective change, worldview changes. Then love become, love become real. Love become genuine. Love come fervent. And everything that person loves, it will reach out to to save that individual from the judgment. So what Lot did, he say this. If we look at verse 14, it say, And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, oh, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. In different tra another translation, it translated as joking. They thought he was joking. Lot is just been told some news that judgment is finna come, that the city is finna be destroyed because of sin of the citizens. The sins of the inhabitants of that city. And he bring it to them like, rise up, get out of this city, it's finna be destroyed. What is funny about that? But they laughed. They thought he was joking. See, that remind me. Like being on the streets proclaiming people, going by, walking by, licking. When we say Jesus is coming back, Jesus is going to judge. People look at it as it's a myth, it's a fable. And they laugh. When we proclaim judgment, they laugh. Steve Harvey on Family Feud want to make it a myth, want to make it a mockery, want to make it a, jo a joke. What, name one thing that you'll want to go to hell in when you die. They want to joke about it. So they laugh. But the jokes don't make judgment not come. The unbelief don't make judgment not come. Your playing and your excuses don't make judgment not come. God is still God no matter how many excuses you make. God is still God no matter how much you try to justify your behavior. God is still God no matter how much you don't believe in him. And his word which he sent in this earth shall return to him not void, but he will do what he said he's going to do. He just given us the opportunity, given you the opportunity to accept his grace and his mercy just like he did with the sons-in-law of life. Why haven't he destroyed it yet? Well, the same reason he didn't destroy it in Genesis chapter 13. Verse 13, when he said that the men of Sodom were just exceedingly wicked. He didn't destroy it then because he was being patient. He sent Lot as a beacon of light to them, but they rebelled. Then he sent angels to visit them. But the people of the city didn't know they was angels. 
in the day of visitation, they don't know. Because the angels didn't come to make themselves known, but to know they sin. Follow me. The angels didn't come to make themselves known. The angels came to, make, to see the sin. And the sin through the people came to them, crying out. So we see a city. In verse 15, it said, When that morning rose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Judgment have came. Judgment have came. God is being so merciful. God is being so merciful. But I, I, I don't want to stop here because you would think that the, the sin of Sodom was just sexual immorality. You would think that. But if we turn our scriptures and we go to Ezekiel, Ezekiel and we start at, uh, we go to Ezekiel chapter 16 and start at verse 46. We're going to take the whole scriptures and then we see a lot. Start Ezekiel chapter 16, starting at verse 46. And it says, And thine elder sister is Samaria, she and her daughters that dwell at thy left hand, and thy younger sister and dwell at thy right hand is Sodom, her daughters. And it is not talking about literally Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah are already destroyed at this time. But they knew the history of Sodom and Gomorrah. So they, they know what was going on in Sodom and they used that to talk about what was going on. And instead of saying Jerusalem, because the character of Jerusalem was that like Sodom, it's used Sodom to describe Jerusalem. Yet hast thou not walked after their ways none, nor done after their abominations, but as if that were a very little thing, thou was corrupted more than they and all thy ways. Verse 48, it says, As I live, say the Lord God, Sodom thy sister hath not done she nor her daughters as thou hast done, thou and thy daughters. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. What is the comparison? Pride. So Sodom had pride in it. It had, what else? Fullness of bread. We know it because the, 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 it looked good. So within Sodom, we see the moral, moral corruptness. We know that they had pride. Nobody can tell people in there what to do. And we see it because they said, don't judge us. So they had a pride issue within that city. They had an abundance of possession in that city because they say fullness of bread. And they say abundance of idleness. So they had an abundance of bread and they were lazy. And it said, was in her and then her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needed. So you have poor and needed people that was in Sodom, but you had a fullness of bread. So if the poor and the needy were able to get bread, 
So that means that you had some injustice in there. You had some moral corruptness in there. And then you had pride so you couldn't tell the people what, you, what to do. You had all of this in Sodom and Gomorrah. Proverbs tell us that sin is the reproach of any nation. Sin is. Not the abundance of the possession. Yes, if you look at the statistic, it would say the United States is the most prosperous nation in the world. Yet the most stressed out nation in the world. Why? Because the United States have more anxiety problems because people are trusting in the wrong thing. They are worrying about food. They are worrying about abundance. They are worrying about clothing. They are worrying about all this stuff, but we have an abundance of the stuff. You have so many people poor. Why? Because you have some injustice at the top. You don't have the people pleading for the poor. You don't have people pleading for the need. As a matter of fact, cars ride by, and instead of them doing something good for the people, they despise their neighbor. You have the top, the people that have the possession, that have the money, that they are giving to the charity, not because of the charity, but they give to the charity so they won't have to pay taxes. So we have this spider web going on. And this spider web, it's the same spider web that was going on during the days of Sodom. And not only that, but the same outcry of sexual immorality is going on today. For they paraded their sin like Sodom. That's what the scripture said. That they paraded the sin like Sodom. They did it openly. They didn't know how to blush. If you look at the TV, you will see a commercial that have sexual immorality on them. You will see somebody having a man of man. You have man on man emojis now. You have man on man commercials now. You have RuPaul episodes, things of this sort. And you have people in the streets putting forth and broadcasting it until you have rainbow flags to push for it. And to make things even worse, you have rainbow flags in the front of the church. They're saying that sexual, this sexual immorality is accepted. We have paraded our sexual sin, the sin of Sodom. And it was told in the end, it was going to be like that in the last days. And Paul said like this, in the last days, it's going to be dangerous times. Dangerous times. People are going to be lovers of themselves, boast or proud. Is that not the sins of Sodom? They will have the appearance of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Is those not the sin of Sodom? To make things even worse, if you go to Revelation, it say that the uh, that the two prophets they're gonna be resurrected in the sin where that our Lord was crucified, which is in Jerusalem, which is spiritually called Sodom. Ain't that something? So the same thing that the 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 the, the the nation was doing, Jerusalem was doing in the old time, they're going to start doing it again. And this is going to be in the last days. During that time, we, we, we probably wouldn't have been able to see it five, ten years ago. Oh, how much sexual immorality have grown. Me being five and a half years gone and come back and look at the grossness of sexual immorality. People are parading the sin of Sodom. 
Why do we tell people about this? Why do we preach so fervently about it? Why do we care enough to tell? Because just like the historians say, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And if we don't learn from the history, and history means his story, that means God's story, and how God responded to a nation because of this, we will fall. We know the fear of God. We know the terror of the Lord. That's why we warn people. It is not about me hating you, it's me loving you enough to tell you which lies ahead for you. That's what it is. That's what it is. The sin of Sodom. So when you look at a Christian and the Christians say don't go that way, it is not because of hate. The world has started making a person say, because we don't uh, 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 go with what you say or agree with your point of view. If I say that I don't agree with homosexuality, that doesn't mean I'm homophobic. Homophobic means you are fear a homo or a person of the same sex. That's not that. Because I disagree with your lifestyle, that does not mean I hate you. And the culture try to connect that the dots for a person and the person is just so controlled by the culture that they automatically fall into that. Oh, if he don't disagree, if he disagree with that lifestyle, he homophobia. No, that's not true. If he don't disagree with that lifestyle, then he hate the person that practices that lifestyle. That is not true. For we are the ones that proclaim for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. We are the ones that proclaim God is love. So how can we that proclaim God is love be the ones that hate people? How can we proclaim a God that loves for everybody but you say we hate because we tell you what this God of love say by turning away from your sins? It's not about love and hate. It's about submission and rulership. That's what it's about. The sin of Sodom. Let me tell you, the sin of Sodom caused judgment to come upon Sodom. And to the point that they are nothing but a barren land to this day. God destroyed it. He rained fire from heaven. And consume that city so great that Abraham was able to see the smoke of it like a furnace. That's what Abraham was able to see. So my friend, my friend, just like Winston Churchill say, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Learn from history and you will see the terror of the Lord. So learn, my friend.